and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that are ready for the last years. And today, I have my special guest. She's the author of the book Pilgrimage on the Path of Love. No other than Miss Barbara Ann Briggs. Welcome to Book 101, Miss Barbara. Can you please introduce yourself? Thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure to, to be um, having a conversation with you on Book 101. I, I, I'm very happy to be, to be sharing my, my, um, some, some knowledge about my book. My book, Pilgrimage on the Path of Love, was written mainly in the Himalayas in India. It's a story of a woman who goes to India alone and after many challenges and soul-stirring experiences, she emerges triumphant with a much deeper understanding of the purpose of her life and the meaning of true love. Wow, sounds interesting, Miss Barbara. What age did you realize that you're good in writing? I, I was writing from the time I was 10 years old. I was writing children's stories when I was um, 10 years old, and I've, I've been writing most of my life. Who influenced you in your writing, or who are your favorite authors that influence you the most? Well, um, who influenced me in my writing? I would say Herman Hess. I read when I was in, in college. I was very... Um, I was very inspired by the books by Herman Hesse, Siddhartha, um, Rook, um, uh, his other books, The Glass Bead Game, um, Goldmund, and, and the story of the artist and, and, the, uh, and the monk. And uh, I've read most of the books by Herman Hesse, and, and I also like Paolo Coelho, Coelho the um, very famous writer um, who writes, who, who wrote The Alchemist. He's, he's also one of my favorite writers. Other than that, I, I like Khalil Gibran. His book, The Prophet, um, was very meaningful to me in my search for, for um, truth. And I, I've read many books by many different authors. I can say I was, I was um, inspired a lot by Teilhard de, de Chardin, his book, The Phenomena of Man, that was also a very um, profound book, and I've read many books by Teilhard de, de Chardin, the um, the Jesuit monk from France. Miss Barbara, if you describe their writings, what is it or what are they? It's mostly um, writing which has a spiritual focus. It's not just a story; it has some um, deeper meaning to it. It it has some inspiration for people who are seeking. Uh, the um, uh, deeper truth about life. And those are the types of books that, that interest me and that, that I like to read, a book that has a, a deeper meaning to it and that it's related to the spiritual awakening. Those characteristics that you mentioned, is it part of your writing? Yes, I, I, I think my writing is, is, um, is more similar to, to Siddhartha. People have compared my book to to Herman Hesse's book, 
Siddhartha, it, my book does have a spiritual meaning to it. And it, it, it is a book that leads one more in the direction of an understanding of, of one's inner life and the search for um, the spiritual meaning of life. Before we go on, I want to shout out to the people listening in India. Thank you so much, India, for supporting this podcast in Maharashtra. I get 15% audience share. Karamataka at 14%. Telangana at 11%. Andhra Pradesh at 10%. National Capital Territory of Delhi at 10%. Tamil Nadu at 8%. West Bengal at 5%. Ultra Pradesh at 3%, Rajasthan at 3%, Haryana at 3%, Gujarat at 3%, Kerala at 3%, Madhya Pradesh at 1%, and a lot more people. Thank you, India, for supporting this podcast. I have a lot of places in India, but it's so long that I cannot read them all. But from the bottom of my heart, India, namaste. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world, like Miss Barbara Ann Briggs, Miss Barbara Pilgrimage on the Path of Love. How did you craft it? I wrote it as I was traveling. I, I, I spent um, some time in India and I was, I, I was traveling. I had my, um, a book published in India and I came, I came to India to promote it. And I, had, I, I, I met people in my travels. I, I went up to the Himalayas to write. And on my way, I met many interesting people. And as I, as I traveled, I felt that I wanted to pen down some of the insights I was gaining from all the different people from different cultures that I met in my pilgrimage. And uh, the book evolved from, from my life experiences in India. And I felt that there was, there was some, um, something that could be gained from, from writing this book. And I, it was actually about a woman on the spiritual path and a woman who was searching for the higher truth of life. And this is really what my life is about. I've always been searching for the higher truth and the knowledge of the higher self. And the book wrote itself. It just, it evolved from very naturally and spontaneously as I traveled higher up into the Himalayas. How did you categorize pilgrimage on the path of love? My, the genre is mind, body, spirit, and it's inspirational. It's, it's an inspirational book, and it's in the mind, body, spirit genre. Pilgrimage on the Path of Love, what's behind the title of your book? Yes, that's the title of the book. It, the pilgrimage that I, that I went on was a pilgrimage on the path of love. And it, it's a book that people have said that it's, it's, it's a book that's very needed in today's world because, um, for instance, one of the reviewers of my book, he said, pilgrimage on the path of love is a portal to an artfully detailed world of beauty, love, and awareness. I call it a portal because it felt like I stepped into one from the moment I picked up the book. And then he says, Barbara Ann Briggs writes for the free spirits, adventure enthusiasts, and wisdom and spiritual depth C. 
seekers, the audience is encouraged to love and embrace others, regardless of their religious beliefs. And this core message is key to achieving world peace. I recommend it to the world. A reader's favorite reviewer who gave the book five stars, and he said he recommends it because it's the key to achieving world peace. There are many different um, nationalities in the book, many different cultures, different religions, and, and each person, when they open their heart and, and speak to me, I, I can see the value that they're bringing to the world. Everybody has their own um, way of looking at life, but everybody has something they can offer to make the mosaic of life more complete. So what are the key insights that you put in the book that an example of a key of the peace? Well, um, one, one of the keys that I put into the book is um, that the search, the search for, um, for truth is, is really found within oneself. One can look here and look there, but actually the key is, is inside. The key is within oneself. And, and I, at the end of the book, I say, the pilgrimage I sought to complete has been completed, not to the temples of Rishikesh, Haridwar, Badrinath, or Gangotri, but to the omnipresent God, to the temple hidden within every human heart. So it's like, it's like the truth of, li of life is hidden in love and one has to find it within oneself. And the, the search for enlightenment has to come um, to every, this is the, this is the actual, um, the, the birthright of every human being to achieve the full state of, of um, expanded awareness. But the way one has to reach it is different for everyone. But it, it all involves an unfoldment of the deepest level of feeling, an unfoldment of that value of universal love. And I feel that in the book, I, I, I reveal some of the deep um, experiences I've had during my meditations. And I, I speak about how the, um, the awareness of, of the unity underlying the diversity in life has come from going deep within my, my own being in my meditation and how it's broadened my awareness and allowed me to accept and appreciate people from all different walks of life. Barbara, can you give us an example? How do you meditate? Well, I'm a teacher of transcendental meditation. I've been practicing transcendental meditation for many, many, many years. And I meditate, um, um, I, I practice this simple, natural, and effortless technique. It's derived from the Vedic tradition of knowledge, which has, was brought to the West by Mahashi Mahesh Yogi, my guru. Mahashi's guru was the Shankaracharya of Jyotiamath. And this meditation comes from the Vedic tradition. It's not a, it hasn't been thought up in the 20th century or the 21st century. It comes from a, an ancient tradition, which is more than 5,000 years old. It comes from the 
from the tradition of Adi Shankara, who established the four moths in different parts of India. And it's, it's a very simple technique. We use a mantra, which is which comes from the Vedic tradition. And I I practice you practice it sitting, sitting with eyes closed. You can practice it anywhere. You just sit comfortably with eyes closed. There's a technique of how to use the mantra. You receive the mantra and how to use it properly when you're instructed in, in this meditation technique. And there are centers all over the world in every major city in the world. There's a center that teaches transcendental meditation. And there are over 10 million people practicing it all around the world. Very well said, Ms. Barbara. Pilgrimage on the path of love. Which chapter you enjoyed the most? I'll read you something. I guess I enjoyed the last chapter the most because the last chapter comes to the realization of, of what I was seeking in the whole book. I'll read you, I'll read you some of the last chapter, shall I? Go ahead, yes. In this moment of truth, I realize that so many times we look outside searching for a perfection which already exists inside all the time. We search for the perfect companion, the perfect piece of music, the perfect cloth to wear, the perfect house, the perfect meal, but the perfection is already everywhere. Omnipresent, it evades our gaze. Like the musk deer who carries the most heavenly fragrance within itself, who wanders in search of that divine fragrance, covering countless miles of hills and forests, roaming, roaming far and wide until it finds that the fragrance is created by itself. Like this deer are we in search of the fulfillment which will never wane and which exists eternally deep within our own heart. But where can we find it? Unseen is that, unmeasured by time or space, unheard except in silence, undigested except when cooked by the inner fire deep within the temple of the heart. We find it only by becoming one with it by leaning inward toward the music, the dance and the dancer become one. In the silence between the Lama's prayers, I realized that there was nowhere to go and nothing to do. I realized that each moment contained all that we could ever seek to know, to feel, and to believe. Each moment contained perfection. Very well said, Ms. Barbara. So beautiful. You said that perfection is everywhere. How would you define perfection? I would define perfection as that which, that which is unchanging and that which is immortal and that which is beyond time and space. The perfection is the divine plan for the world, which, which, which because of our limited ability to perceive, we may not always be aware 
but the universe has been created in perfection. And it's only when our consciousness becomes fully expanded that we can begin to fathom that level of perfection, which is the underlying cosmic order, the divine order that exists in the entire universe. Interesting, Miss Barbara. But before we go on, I want to invite you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our third season with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chef in one of the best restaurants in downtown Toronto. Please do listen to our latest episode. We talk about Grissini. Grissini people, one of the trademark of Italian cuisine. So please do listen. Food 101 plus one more. Our books are out, available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide. It's all about our 100 episodes or our first season, which is we have seven volumes right now. Volume one to volume seven. It's all about how you create a delicious food. So please do grab a copy. Food 101, Volume 1, Basics. Volume 2 is Fundamental. Volume 3 is Essentials. Volume 4, Greek Cuisine, if I'm not mistaken. And a lot more. So please do grab your copy. Miss Barbara, pilgrimage on the path of love. What is the best highlight? The best highlight, I think, is... is um the the part of the book where where um she goes to Ladakh the the trip up to Ladakh the the travel from uh, over the Rotang Pass when she travels from Manali to Ladakh that's one of the most that's one of the climaxes in the book and it's 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 one of the most um colorful passages in the book that that trip from Manali to Ladakh over the Rotang Pass it took it took two or three days to travel from, from over the highest mountains in the world and to worship at the highest temple in the entire world so I think that's one of the highlights of the book the the trip from Manali in the Himalayas to Ladakh what are your struggles in writing pilgrimage on the path of love Oh, it was it. There wasn't much of a struggle. The book evolved quite naturally and spontaneously. Um, when I came back to Europe, I I did um, have to do some editing of the book, and no, the whole process was was quite um, enjoyable. And I can't say I struggled too much with it. It it it, it unfolded quite fluidly. How many days or months you wrote the book? I wrote it in one year, in in less than a year. I wrote it in about um, six or seven months, but then I came back and to Europe a, a later and I, I, I spent a few months editing it, maybe two or three months going through the whole manuscript again and, and editing the book. So the whole thing might've taken about nine months. Awesome, Ms. Barbara Pilgrimage on the path of love. What do you think the flaws? The reader would have to tell me which the, what the flaws are. I didn't find any flaws in the book. Myself, so, I, 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 I'm, I'm quite happy with the book. And um, some people said it was, it was, it, it was like a travelogue, but it, it's more than a travelogue. It goes very deeply into, into the psychology of a woman on, on the spiritual path. And one of my one of my um, reviewers said that um, said that 
for the male reader, for the, for the men who read this book, the text will awaken him to the sensitivities of the female mind. And such an awareness for men is very vital in this age that is witnessing the rise of the gentleness and compassion that is the hallmark of the cosmic feminine. So he said, any seeker who yearns for companionship on their singular and sometimes lonely path to enlightenment will take heart from the pages of this book. So I, for, my, for, my, for my own side, I, I can't give you any flaws. If, if anybody reads the book and they, they, um, they can buy it on Amazon, if they find any, they can let me know and um, I'd be happy to discuss it with them. Very well said, Miss Barbara. Pilgrimage on the path of love. What did you learn from it? I learned that sharing my experiences can be valuable for others on a similar path. I was very touched by some of the reviews that I got from people who were also practicing meditation for many years. And I was very touched by the inspiration they found in the book. So I, I learned that sharing my experiences um, and, and my revelations that I gained over the years and through my many travels, especially in India, that it could be worthwhile to others who are on a similar path. And after I wrote this book, I began to feel that I wanted to share more, more and more of myself with the world. And that's why I started my podcast. And I also have a YouTube channel. And my podcast is going well and my YouTube channel has over two, almost two and a half thousand views already. And I just started it last year. So I, I, I learned that it, it's good to share one's, one's experiences and one's knowledge and not to just keep it inside. Congratulations, Ms. Barbarak. And can you please invite our listeners to listen to your podcast over here? Yes, I, I'd, be, I'd be so happy to have the listeners come to my podcast. It's called Essence of Life. And it's, it's on all the podcast websites. It's, you can also get it on essenceoflife.buzzsprout.com. But Essence of Life, um, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple. You can find it on Amazon FM. You can find it on almost every, on Google. You can find it on, on Stitcher. You can find it on almost every podcast website, Essence of Life. My YouTube channel is called Living Wisdom. Living Wisdom is one word and dash Barbara Briggs. And that's my YouTube channel. And I, I'd love to have you subscribe and become part of the YouTube community that I share with. Um, I add new videos every Friday and Monday. Yes, indeed. Let's support Ms. Barbara and Briggs. According to Mr. Michael Meir, higher and going deeper. So what are the elements that you put in your book that make the readers glued to it? Well, it's a very fast moving book. 
um, one person in India that I gave the manuscript to for right when it was finished. He was the first person that read the entire manuscript. When I when I get, went to see him the next day, I said, "How did you like the book?" He said, "I read the whole book in one night." He was he was an English teacher, an Indian English teacher. He read the whole book in one night. One one uh, one good thing about this book, it's a fast moving book. It 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 really um. It keeps moving. It it doesn't. I, I think it, you can read it quite quickly. It it's it it, it there there are many there are um, sixteen chapters. It's three hundred and twenty pages, but it can be read quite quickly because it's the scenes the scenes follow one another quite quickly, and each scene has its own colorful colorful aspects to it. So, I I think it's um it's a fast moving book. Yes. So, if you want to go back and revise the book itself, which part of the book you want to revise? I don't want to revise any part of the book. I I, I like the book the way it is. Okay. Very well said, Miss Barbara. And people, I'm inviting you to grab a copy of my latest book, of my climate change book, Earth Fever: The Unraveling Climate and our race to restore balance. It's all about the comprehensive of enlightenment about what's happening to us right now. Readers uh, will take on an explorative journey through the complex landscape of climate change. And I have the passion, precision, and profound sense of urgency to act now because this book is really a wake-up call for every citizen of the world to combat climate change. So please do grab a copy available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide from Kindle, hardcover, and paperback. Earth's fever, the unraveling climate, and our race to restore balance. Miss Barbara! Can you please invite our listeners to buy your book? Yes, I'm. I'm most happy to invite all the listeners to to grab a copy of my book. It's on all the Amazon websites. You can buy it in America. You can buy it um, through the Amazon in England. You can buy it in India, and I invite everyone to um, to get a copy of the book read it and add your add your um, review to my Amazon page. That would be deeply appreciated and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your reactions to the book. That would be very, very, um, very enjoyable for me. And I thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Yes, indeed. So can you give us tips in finding I think you should, everyone should just follow their inner voice. Follow where, follow, uh, make bliss, make bliss the primary motivation. If it makes you deeply happy and, and deeply, deeply fulfilled, then you're on the right path. Yes, indeed, people. Once again, let's support Miss Barbara Ann Briggs' pilgrimage on the path of love. Is there another follow-up for this book, Miss Barbara? Yes, there is another book coming. I'm almost finished with my third book. 
and it's called The Secret of Creative Abundance, Alignment with Our Spiritual Nature. Ms. Barbara, thank you for your time. You're very welcome. It's been my pleasure. Morning, people. See you soon.